0: Your daily dose of sports and fun, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together we are one serving you.
2: Hey, good morning uh, here on the Morning Drive. Thanks for being with us. So just to kind of morph on to uh, officials or umpires getting control of the game, uh, I've got an incident from last night and then uh, something that was in the the paper with regard to Texas Tech football. Uh, Paul asked, what was the deal with the iPhone on the SMU bench last night? Is this not allowed? Apparently, it's kind of referee discretion to control that, which it wasn't, but as long as they're not, quote, live streaming, they can use it. But it was it was quite clear early in the game, and, and just in talking with someone after the ball game, it's my understanding it was only used once, maybe twice in a huddle, but that was in the first half. But the, one of the assistants had her phone out and was showing something to the players in the huddle. I would not seen that before. Okay. And so...
3: I wonder if it was like... Um it was
2: clearly a highlight
3: first. So like, for example, like the way the lady Raiders played defense against a certain offense or something like that, she was showing what they were going to do.
2: Could, could be. Uh, but I, I'm not saying it's never happened before. I just had not seen it because it was, it was pretty blatant. Um, and they asked the officials to go look at it. And one of the tech officials, game officials, you know, that kind of runs the, the arena for the game operations. Um, she went and looked at it, and um, I guess I think the rule is somewhat vague, but it's up to the officials to control that or keep that from happening. And then, as long as it's not, they're not live streaming. But how could you how could you not be live streaming if you're showing something that is going on right there, you know? But I guess I, I don't know. I mean, you, you have the ability to do a lot of things in your phone these days, so maybe maybe they were showing a highlight of how they were being defended or or how they should defend in terms of Texas Tech, you know, what Tech was doing in the early going. Because in the early going, shooting-wise, I mean, you were you were shooting pretty good in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, thought that was, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then uh, there's an article in the AJ this morning by Don Williams, uh, basically Kirby Hocutt asking the Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormark, back in November, this is after the TCU game at Eamon Carter, um, Texas Tech submitted... Nine calls or no calls to the Big 12 coordinator of officials, Greg Burks. And they asked about those plays. And And Burks marked disagree, according to this article, on six of Tech's uh, plays and agreed with Tech's position on three, uh, which would, I guess, acknowledge mistakes. I don't know which nine plays there were. But
3: well, if you have an officiating crew that's making three mistakes in a game, Mm-hmm. For a football game, I feel that's pretty good. I feel like they did a really good job. Yeah, I
2: just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the nature of the three yeah. was that they got wrong. Yeah, but then.
3: But some of them could be massive. Yes, right. right yeah, or, right. It be, or it could could be obvious. nothing, or it could yeah. be. Mm. I mean, we know of uh, of the obvious ones, like the 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 issue with the downs. You know, down near the goal line mm-hmm. early on in the game, um, we know there was a face mask call that wasn't a face mask. Yeah. And, and we also we also know there was a pass interference call that was or not made. It clearly was pass interference. Yeah. So uh, those have got to be the three, right? Yeah, because <laughs> those there were, were as blatant as they could possibly. And, and, be. and there
2: were some. There were uh, obviously too in a game like that. There's there's some calls that went our way that, sure, that, sure, so that we didn't submit. You know, um, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> but but uh, here's the email that Kirby sent back to your mark. He said, as we talked about, it's not unusual to have some complaints um, for officiating in our game, but we found the officiating in our game against TC to be more egregious than usual. We submitted nine plays for review, and three of these were returned as in agreement with our position that an error was made by the official. Although we could argue the merits of the other six calls, we could just focus on those three calls, a couple of which could be considered at pivotal points of the game. I would respectfully ask that we coordinate a Zoom meeting with you and then two others. He said, aside from discussing discussing the officiating in this game, I hope that as a league, we can continue to discuss how we can hold officials more accountable for their performance. Which I found that last line to be the most interesting. And I, you know, is that is that plum assignments? Is that, you know, holding them out of games? Is that, you know, not renewing their agreement? I think all those things probably are subject, you know, these officials get graded at a, at a, after every game, they are they're not guaranteed to have their spot each year, so I think there there is some accountability. I guess. From that, that's an assumption. You'd like some more.
3: Yeah, that's an assumption on my part that, that yeah, you if you're not doing a good job, you can you can lose your spot. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's game to game or if it's year to year kind of a situation. Bowl
2: games, but I mean, aren't are as you know. There's some that are more plum than others. Yeah. There's some that aren't as plum.
3: I mean by plum.
2: No, oh, I mean like you know like you know there's some like the. Going to the Rose Bowl, or going to the Poulon eater Wheat Eater Bowl. I mean, they need officials for both of them. One's right. more prestigious than the other.
3: Oh, Okay, I get that. Yeah. Plum. Plum.
2: Plum. Yeah, it's like, it's like, okay. it's like. Uh, no. Me sitting next to you is a plum assignment. You sitting next to me is like, eh, it's kind of like going to the on Wheat Eater Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for you, okay. for me, it's the Rose Bowl. <laughs> for you, it's the Poulain Wheat Eater Bowl.
3: I think I've heard "plum" used for like level. Okay. Plum. Like something okay. is plum. Yeah. Like plum. when you're building plum. shelf or something.
2: I've eaten a plum.
1: Yeah.
3: And then
2: there's that. <laughs> I have not. Really. Yeah. Not a fan of the plum.
3: Doesn't look appetizing to me. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I, I, I understand. Um, I think I like a a good plum. It's got to be just. It's got to be just right. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be soft when you. Bite into it and have a little juice that squirts into your mouth. Okay, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's what I would I would prefer. So anyway, I, I find that interesting. Um, again, I don't know how you do that. Um, you know, with regard to making them more accountable or what you would what you would do uh, for them. Um, but you know, the the stakes get higher and higher each year with the amount of money that's involved you know, for what you're paying coaches, your TV money, your, you know, just sponsorship money. And so the impact, and maybe sometimes we don't give officials enough credit for, you know, making the calls that they make um, with the game on the line in real time because they don't have the advantage of going back and looking at it slowed down, you know, on a 70-inch screen. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, it does make it harder but I think the uh, <clears throat> the stakes are much higher today than they than they used to be. Uh, bullfighter says this. In other words, jail. They don't get a delicious bowl game.
3: <laughs> well played, bullfighter. Well, a delicious played.
2: bowl game. Yes, that is yeah. well played.
3: And you know what? It's a... I found another guy who likes to use the word delicious.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Is he on with you from one to three? He is. What is up with that? Is he stealing my words or is that just a
3: You guys are twinkies. <laughs> ah. mm, it's like a father-son combination.
2: I <laughs> don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know about that. I think I think there's some some it's days like, where you're just the... It's a chip off the old wall. He's
3: block. just a younger version of you.
2: Oh my god. There's uh, Help God help us all, right? So anyway, I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting as a as a follow up to that. So you know what I don't know what you you know when you look at the
3: uh, yeah the and, basketball and
2: officials. Like, I mean clearly I mean you, the big the better you are the bigger game you get. right? Sure,
3: sure. I, I just you know, and I, I made reference to the fact if 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 and over the course of a football game you only miss three calls. Yeah. You think oh, that's probably a pretty good job. That's that's really especially in football I think is a really tough job. But where were the three calls? What point, juncture in the game? How, how, I mean, did one cause a turnover? Did one, was one on a fourth down play that they blew that gave them a first down and then they went and scored a touchdown on that drive and um, ultimately, you know, you lost by three and so it could have completely changed the outcome on the yeah. game, right? Mm-hmm. So not all missed calls are created equal.
2: Right, right just kind of how it's kind of how it works out and then going back to the to the baseball thing somebody just joined us and you know our assumption is is that uh, Brandon is going to be out for four games which will not only include the three games against Texas but then your game that wraps around to next week which is what Tuesday mm-hmm. um at New Mexico so good for him, he doesn't have to make the trip. I knew trip. you are going to say that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't say that fast enough. But you, you finished it for me. Right. He doesn't have to worry about going to New Mexico. So, well, good, you, good you, on you, him. Right. Yeah.
3: You really could use him. He's he's been really good so far this year. He's been really good.
2: Yeah. Maybe that'll be uh, a talking point for your skipper to say, "Hey, guys. I'm. I understand. I understand the chipping." Try not to get drawn off sides and try not to do it when everybody's looking at you because it's going to get you in trouble. 640.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: 1955. Brooklyn Bulletin asked the Dodger fans to not call the team bums. Well,
2: Dim Bums became that, right?
1: They did, but then the but the Bums are going to the world. No, the Bums are... The Bums are champs? From Bums to Champs? What was the line in the highlight when Brooklyn finally made it won the World Series? Oh, I knew this like a day ago. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, 1961. Art Modell purchases the Cleveland Browns for a then-record sum of $3.925 million. 1978. Pirates fire Al Dark. He is the second manager ever to be fired during spring training.
3: Wonder what uh, the story was there. He, he, uh,
1: this was, what year was this for Pittsburgh? This was 1978, and it was the Padres.
2: Oh, he got fired by the Padres. Hmm. He was one of those, he was the guy that uh, replaced Dick Williams for the uh, Oakland A's for the '74 season. He won a championship. But I mean, you and I and Jeff could have managed that team to a champ- championship. Mm, I don't know, man. Uh, they they were really good. I mean, uh, Joe Rudy's going to play uh, left field, and and uh, Vita Blue going to pitch. Catfish Hunter's going to pitch. Raleigh Fingers is going to come in in relief. Uh, you're going to have uh, Sal Bando. Um, you, I mean. Reggie Jackson, I mean, yeah, pretty good lineup. Yep. Reggie, go play right, okay? Hit mm-hmm. some home runs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were really good.
1: 1980. Chuck, we've been working together for three years. Four yes, years, ten years, or whatever the actual number is. A long time. In my opinion, what is the worst decision in sports history?
2: The worst decision in sports history was Jimmy Carter's decision not to allow the us to uh, participate in the 1980 summer olympics
1: congratulations that happened today really
2: wow 43 years ago today and i'm proud of you chuck for remembering that
3: i would have gotten that too just in case you cared (laughs) (laughs) i know that you really hated that decision i think most people do right
1: 1984 nfl owners passed the infamous anti-celebration rule I promise I didn't know we were going to be talking as much uh, celebrating. That's pretty funny. Or officials of the day.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I thought that was dumb. I liked the, you know, the guys in the end zone getting together and having fun. I, I, I thought that's fun. You know, it's a good time. That's entertaining. Again, that's not rubbing it in your opponent's face or talking trash. That's celebrating with your teammates. 1994.
1: Wayne Gretzky ties Gordy Howe's NHL record for with 801 goals.
2: Probably did it in far less games than uh Gordie probably, Howe. yes.
1: Yeah. But th- this is just the number 801. Sure. Th- this is indifferent of the goals. And in 2019, Japanese baseball right fielder Ichiro Suzuki finishes career his career with a record 4,367 combined hits with the National Japanese League and Major League Baseball mm-hmm. as the Seattle Beats the Oakland A's 5 to 4 in Tokyo, Japan.
2: Okay.
1: It is National Crunchy Taco Day on a Taco Tuesday.
2: Hm. I'm usually a soft taco guy, but I can I can get behind the the hard shell taco.
3: The crunchy is my yeah. favorite. Yeah.
1: Happy birthday to Gary Oldman who's 65. Ferris Bueller, 61. How is Matthew Broderick, 61? How did that happen?
3: Wow, well, we got old.
1: <laughs> Adrian Peterson is 38, Rosie O'Donnell, 61, and Timothy Dalton is 77. And on this day, in- Timothy Dalton, James Bond? James Bond, 77. Wow. And on this day in 1965, Martin Luther King Jr. begins the march from Selma to Montgomery. And that is this day in sports history.
2: All right, so I did just a little bit of digging, and didn't take very long to find uh, an article on the uh, the game that featured 106 fouls uh, some uh, 70 years ago today in 1953. Um, <laughs> this was a uh, playoff game that took place. Um, you had, like Jeff said, 106 fouls. The winning team was 41 percent from the floor, but sank 37 straight. Free throws. One player had seven points in the first half, but finished up with fifty. Twelve players fouled out. Two had been thrown out, and the hometown PR man nearly passed out. According to this uh, <laughs> this article, right? Um, so here's here's some other uh, records that were set. Uh, Bob Cousy ended up with fifty points, breaking George Mikan's playoff record of forty-seven and Easy Ed McCauley's Madison Square Garden record of 46, and they did call him Easy Ed. His 30 for 32 performance from the line still stands as a playoff record for either a playoff or regular season game. At one point in time, Bob Cousy sank 18 straight. Uh, Seven fouled out for Syracuse, five for Boston. Um, The 106 personals were the most ever in a playoff game. Team also set records for free throw attempts, 128 and the teams made 108 free throws that are still on the books. How about that? Nice. Boston's record of 57 conversions will probably never be broken, given the current rules. Uh, Celtics, though, go on to drop three out of four to the Knickerbockers in the semifinals. But then that begins, basically, the Boston Celtics dynasty the next year. Okay? Okay. So now you know the rest of the story. Okay. 6.52 this morning, uh, here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to www.tt973.com or the mobile app. Benchmark, excuse me, Visual Edge IT hotline is also open as well this morning at 806 I did not know this. Uh, this is from Gristlehead. I'll just take it at fact. Uh, Mike Gustafson would correct me if this is wrong. Brooklyn fans gave Stan Mutual the nickname the man stand. The man, they'd say, "Here comes that man," because he was obviously really good. Really good. They knew. Yeah. Hey, here comes that man. He's gonna, he's gonna, get a hit right now. He's gonna knock it a run, and them bombs are gonna lose again. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beer and a hot dog, <clears throat> and they uh, they'll go about their way. All right. Uh, 6.53 this morning. As we mentioned earlier, the Lady Raiders are headed to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Friday, they beat uh, SMU last night. SMU was a winner. Excuse me. Arkansas was a winner over Stephen F. Austin. I've been to Fayetteville once, Jamie. Uh, it was Fink and mine's first road trip together uh, with the Lady Raiders. And we just got absolutely waxed. Waxed. And I remember telling them after the game, I go, man, we got we to gotta get out of here quick, thinking that they would want to leave quickly. Well then head coach Candy Whitaker had other thoughts Fink, I bet you Fink and I sat on that bus by ourselves anywhere from a half an hour to 45 minutes before the first Lady Radle trickled in the um, the head coach I think she blistered the paint there in uh, in Fayetteville come to
3: Coach Whitaker meeting
2: she was not well they played awful and she was not happy and you know, here I told Fink I mean we got to get out of here because they're going to want to get out of here quickly no, nope, they didn't want to get out of there quickly. We sat and we sat and we sat and we sat. And you were we, happy to sit. We we, just, we <laughs> ate our food and kept our mouth shut, right? The two for the two of us, that's that's big. <laughs> you, you're not buying it? Flags.
1: <laughs> they may not have talked to anybody else.
2: <sighs> Goodness.
1: I, I will concede that they didn't talk to anybody on the staff or with the team.
2: The other memory that I have from that game is, remember Dusty Hanna used to play for the Red Raiders? Mm-hmm. He transferred to Arkansas. They were playing a men's game later on that night, he came out at halftime and was just lighting it up from three. Of course, there wasn't anybody guarding him, but, you know, just like, oh, man, he's going to rub some salt in the wound here. He probably
1: also wasn't guarding anybody either. So, you <laughs> he <know>. was <laughs> That was one of the problems that Dusty
0: had. <laughs> This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Before we uh, get to uh, coach speculation, somebody writes in, tell me more horse name. Uh, It's time for our uh, daily spelling. 71st Annual Double T 97.3 Lubbock Regional Spelling Bee presented by Optimum will be Saturday at the YWCA on uh, University, about 65th and University. It'll begin about 10 o'clock. You're invited if you'd like to uh, come by and watch the kids compete. The regional spelling bee consists of actual students who won their respective district competition. This is a real live spelling that will take place on Saturday morning. Students competing in the regional bee represent public, private, and charter schools. The winner and their parent receives a trip to Washington, D.C. for the national bee. That's what they call it, the national bee. National bee. Okay. So in the spirit of that, we're spelling words here uh, on the morning drive and uh, on Tech Talk with uh, Aaron and Mike. Did not get to hear yesterday's uh, competition, but uh, I uh, had a spelling word yesterday that I did not spell correctly, so I'm two and four. So I got to get...
3: No, you got it right yesterday. Oh, I got, got it right three yesterday. And three.
2: Yeah. three and three. Okay, yeah. I got it right yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I think so, you're
3: going to get this one too. Three and three. I think you're going to get this one. Pretty confident. Okay. All right. Again, completely random, random. Right. Completely random. Sure. Okay. Here's the definition. A person tending to attract attention because of their exuberance, <laughs> confidence, and stylishness.
2: I can spell that without even doing it. C-H-U-C-K-H-E-I-N-Z. <laughs>
3: Today's word is flamboyant.
2: Oh, my goodness. Flamboyant. Flamboyant flamboyant I've got the flam part Okay, I'm going to give it a whirl here. F L A M B O Y U A N T. Flamboyant. I missed it, didn't I? So close. What was the word I was What's the letter I'm missing?
3: You put the U in there. There's oh. no U. F L A M B O Y
2: A N T. A N T. There's no U. Yeah. Okay. I overthought it.
3: You did. You did. Oh well. You were close.
2: All right, 3, 3 and 4. Down to 3 and 4. Down to 3 and 4.
3: Man, Clint has got this game going on with Gus and with AD. And so basically he has a theme. Okay. Like for example, let's say his theme today is colors. Okay. And he has Gus one And AD, the other one. And AD's always way harder. (laughs) Like he would ask us, spell red. And then AD would get like fuchsia or something. (laughs) So he's really. Is Aaron
2: on to him, do you think? Oh,
3: absolutely. 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 So he's really making it hard on AD.
2: The Phantom U strikes again. Yes, it does. The Phantom U. Yes, it does uh Shelley wants to know if i'm a horse named detractor no i i enjoy the horse name no I didn't mean to besmirch it if that was the case um at all <clears throat> seven eighteen this morning here on the morning drive thanks for being with us this morning on Lubbock sports station double t ninety seven three and double t ninety seven three all right so coach speculation um I have a pretty good thought that uh, the Oral Roberts coach uh, has interviewed for this job and may in fact have been in town. May in fact still be in town. Uh, Paul Mills is his name. I think he's a. I think he's somebody that they're highly interested in.
3: I think from the get-go, his name was brought up yes, a bunch. He's, yes, yes, possible guy.
2: Yes, um, I have a feeling that they have. Whether they've talked to Billy Donovan or his people, uh, I think a conversation at least has taken place. I don't know what the outcome of that conversation was or the seriousness of that conversation. Okay? Okay. Um, I don't think Rick Pitino was ever seriously considered on either side, either him or us. Um, I think he wanted to stay on the, on the East Coast, and the thing that made the St. John's job attractive for him Is he didn't have to move. He uh, lives at Wingfoot there in New York. Uh, It was an eight-minute drive for him to Iona. It's going to be about a 35-minute drive for him to St. John's. But apparently he's going to use campus housing some nights. I don't wonder what campus housing looks like at St. John's. I have a hard time believing that Rich Patino is going to be in a dorm with the other college kids.
3: I. And my level of care is I,
2: I know, extremely, extremely low. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, the other, the other thing is, I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that a coach that you would like is still coaching, um, whether it's in the WNIT or in the NCAA tournament. So I think that that's, and it could be, it could be an assistant or it could be a head coach. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa in
2: the WNIT I'm sorry in the NIT I didn't say I didn't mean WNIT I meant the NIT sorry ooh I know right coach girlics we're, we're breaking barriers we're breaking barriers right, <laughs> yeah, right? we are we're breaking we're breaking breaking barriers uh, I don't feel like that any of these other coaching hires that have taken place like Ed Cooley is uh, is going to be the new head coach at Georgetown I don't think Ed Cooley would have ever been a coach that you would have considered here um so, I, I, that's just, that's just my, my take on that. Um, you know, apparently uh, was pursued for other jobs in the past, uh, most notably according to this ESPN article in Michigan. They uh, ultimately hired Jawan Howard. That's not exactly going swimmingly for them, the Jawan Howard hire.
3: There's been some ups and downs there. Yeah.
2: I mean, they, I think they really, I don't know that they consider themselves a blue blood but they've clearly they're clearly surpassed by Michigan State in the basketball realm of things, and what what they have done, um, you know, Tom Izzo. They it looks like they're headed for another elite eight, and maybe even the Final Four. Um, so I don't know. It's it, it's 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 it seems quiet, right? Um, you know, when you and when you look at who's left. Um, it's hard to look at any of those uh, any of those that are going to play tomorrow go in the NCAA tournament with the exception of Kansas State, which I just as much as I think everybody would love to have Jerome Tang, I just don't. I think you're a year too late on that.
3: Yeah, I think so too.
2: You know, yep. I, think, I think you're 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 too late on that. Yep. And I I just don't unless unless. um Something really happens. Uh, I don't really see anybody from Friday that you would be interested in from, or that would consider you. I think either way um, in the NCAA tournament, un- unless you're thinking about Rodney Terry. Uh, and I, it, you know, it just it's cons- c- keeps being curious as to why they haven't named him. And may, who knows? Maybe they have done a deal. With Rodney Terry and his people, and they're not going to announce it until after the tournament. Like there, there's that the would thought. make
3: some sense. I think there's some
2: thought on that, um, that that's that that's, a, that that's a possibility. Um, and then you start looking at the NIT, and, uh, and you look at the teams playing today in North Texas, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, Oregon. You know, I, I floated Mike Boynton to you, but... I didn't think there was very much interest there.
3: I like that one.
2: You did like that one, okay? Yeah. I didn't think you liked that one.
3: Yeah, I like that one.
2: Okay, and I don't know if that's a possibility. I'm just throwing out potential names of coaches that are still coaching because I think there's, I think there's somebody out there that they want that they they're trying to get on the hook to reel in, and if they don't, then there's a backup. I thought the backup might be Barrett Perry a, a week or so ago. Maybe the backup now is Paul Mills, Paul, Paul Mills. Uh, from from Oral Roberts, maybe he's the maybe he's the guy that everybody's like, okay, if we don't get X, we're going to go this. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, he ain't going anywhere, for the most part. I mean, w-
3: one of the other jobs that's open.
2: I think yours yours is the most uh, attractive one.
3: I, I would agree with that.
2: Um, so we'll see. Uh we'll uh, we'll see what uh, what transpires there. Uh, and then uh, UAB and Vanderbilt, Cincinnati, and Utah Valley. I don't I don't see how that's going to be a, a case for you. So we'll see. Um, somebody asked if Terry doesn't get the UT job, would he be considered here? I guess he'd be considered, but I, think, I don't think your job's going to be available um, by the time he's available. But we'll see about that. But I just, yeah, I just sure. don't see Texas Tech taking a guy that Texas said, nah, we're good.
0: I I, just don't know that you would do that. I don't know if you like that look. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, uh, 731. Jamie's got a
2: question for uh, all of us this morning, right?
3: I do. I think this one's going to be hard for
2: you, Chuck. Okay. (laughs) Beautiful. I'm looking for hard questions today.
3: Good. All right. My question today is very wide, open. Okay. Okay. So what would you like to see the Red Raider football team do differently this year than they did last year? Hmm. So don't say win all the games. Sure, okay? we all would like to see right. win all the games.
2: Right. You know my my standard kind of thing on that is throw the ball down the field, Ex- extend the defense a little bit. In order to do that, though, you've got to you, your offensive line has to give your quarterback time. I would I would like to see less per se running of the quarterback to put him in jeopardy in between the tackles and more getting the ball in the hands of your speed guys downfield.
3: Okay.
1: Jeff? I never felt like last year or the year before for that matter that you had a go-to set of plays. That if you needed three yards, this is what we're getting. We're going to get our three yards here guaranteed. We we don't even need to call it from the sideline. We know these are the plays that we can run, mm. whether it be th- you know the three to seven yard range that, or, or maybe three to five. That when you need a play to work right here, right now, at this moment, this is what we will run because we are that good at it. You can't stop it. These aren't the fifty yard plays. These aren't the forty five. These are the I need to get a first down right here play that I don't feel like you've had the last couple of years. I would like to see some return to that.
3: Yeah. So a lot of times that was a quarterback keeper, you know, if you're no, hell I shouldn't say that. Not three yards out. It wasn't normally, but if it was two or less, it felt like it was a lot of quarterback Mm -hmm. keepers last year in that regard
1: whether it be an inside slant or a little tight end curl or being able to get the three yards with a running attack what whatever that play is that they have that kind of confidence level in running and executing that they can get it yeah i want to see something like that
3: back Mm -hmm. for me i'm i'm gonna say i would like to see the team go for it on fourth down less and that has to do with coaching and it has to do with the guys on the field um first and foremost if you get first downs on the first three attempts you don't have to do that
2: well if you do a better job on first down then that sets up your second and third down plays much better
3: second third whatever yeah. you pick up first downs yes yes um so be better in that area and then i i just felt like and i'm the first to tell you there were games that you wouldn't have won without going for it on fourth down like you did but I also felt like there were games where you really took yourself out of it um and it kind of screamed desperation in times at times when you went for it you know maybe more than you needed to um and um the TCU game is one where that really jumps out at you that if you're you're in it and then you start gambling and then all of a sudden the game gets away from you and so um I'd like to see less of that. And again, at first that starts with, you know, go pick up the first down and the first three.
2: Okay. Uh, just from a defensive standpoint, one thing I would like to see as I'd like to see you get off the field on third down. Third and seven, third and six, third and five. I'd, you know, the those, especially... And you even, didn't
3: feel like we did that this year?
2: I think we did a better job of that. Yeah. I think we did a better job of that without looking at the at the numbers and what's your third down conversion. I think he did a much better job of that. How about continue to work on, continue to see that improve? Sure. Okay. On
1: uh, the defensive side, if I was focusing on that, getting to your three turnovers every three games, uh, like, I mean, like in three games, you get three turnovers total because what well, they preached a whole lot of take three and sure. Sure. Did they
3: take six on the year?
1: <laughs> now, you did really, really well, and, and I'm I'm not bashing them in any way, shape.
3: Seems like an Oklahoma—was it the Oklahoma game where we had a bunch? Man, it seems like forever ago. And I think we got third, three turnovers in the bowl game, too.
2: All right, some uh, things yeah. from the H florian Center chat line. Fix the sideline blocking. Uh, get the tight ends more involved in the offense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, start the same quarterback all season long from Raider 316. Be better. at line hey, Wait, play. wait.
1: We can't be that crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. We gotta. We've gotta have four or five quarterbacks run a whole year. Otherwise, I won't know it's Tech football.
2: Several of you mentioned the going for it on fourth down, especially not having to go for it on fourth down seven times a game. Yeah, not going for it on fourth down when you're on your half of the field. Baylor game. Um, there's also another one that regarding quarterback consistency at quarterback this is from Tony and receivers need to catch the stinking ball <laughs> stinking ball uh win the battle up front offense and defensive lines so those are just some immediate reactions on the Yates flooring Center chat line you can participate as well go to the double t973 mobile app and uh, it's presented by happy State Bank and uh, hit us up there yeah so I, I think uh, but you know it it feels like um not that we're you know not that we're finished building the house or the or the remodel and you're you're going to the punch list but it does feel like that you're getting to some maybe some more specific things and not just like these you know hey a hurricane just blew us out and we need toilet paper you know that the base you know right you you, saw, you see what I'm saying <laughs>
1: We have a nice foundation. (laughs) The walls are up. We have a nice little roof. We've got sheetrock up that hasn't been painted.
2: We're not to the punch list yet. Is my point?
1: We haven't, but we for a while FEMA was in town.
2: Yeah, right. We were living on one of those trailers.
1: So I I get where Chuck's going with this. He's going about it crazily, but I get where he's going. Okay.
2: All right. I made you laugh, so I mean it took Mm -hmm. me to seven thirty-seven this morning. Mm -hmm. I should keep a daily chart of at what point in time do you lower your head shake it and kind of just laugh because that's when I know that I've kind of really struck you okay Okay. keeping a daily chart on that Uh, definitely keep Tyler Shuck healthy yes yeah no I think it's I think that's an everything every year it just seems like you've been bit by that quarterback bug maybe a little bit more than you feel like you should be
3: yeah no question you've had really bad luck there yeah um I, I for one, I'll just throw it out here. I, I would like Baron Morton to be the starter, but I know that's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's the more talented of the two.
2: Here's a longtime listener that says it's trying to draw me off sides this morning. It'll take more than this, more of Chuck's favorite pooch kicks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of the of the pooch. I really haven't had a chance to have that conversation yet with Coach McGuire about the pooch kicks and like, disappointing it, for him. And just just so you know, just so you know, I'm not not a big fan of the Pooch cake <laughs> I need that jacket, oh, You
0: like it? It looks good, yeah. man. Here's my
2: business card. You know? There you go. Thank you. Let me know how Chuck trying so hard not to say we need to let the cake bake. No, I'm not to that uh not to that yeah. stage yet either.
3: I don't know. I thought the cake was pretty good last yeah, year. Right. it yeah. was. yeah
2: Had a good frosting on it, good level of frosting. So you know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the cupcakes we had in the building the other day. Um, I actually ate one, and the, the frosting was there's nothing like a cupcake with a nice, healthy amount of frosting on it.
3: I feel like I don't know for about the last ten years, every cupcake I've ever had has been had too much on it. Too much. Too much. Yeah, okay. I like to scrape, I like to scrape a little off the top. Okay. I want to actually taste the cupcake too. Okay. Not just the frosting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The frosting like they,
1: should be the and frosting, not yeah. frosting and, yeah, can and
3: I have a little cupcake okay. with my frosting. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. I feel uh, like everybody overdoes that.
2: All right. I would like a double digit win over Texas. Hasn't happened in a long time. Same with back to back wins versus Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, now's your opportunity to get it, otherwise uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't do that. So, anyway, uh, I hear some teams have had some luck with tackling. There's some sarcasm there this morning. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think we did a better job at tackling. The I
3: thought first. we did, too. You know? I thought we were much better.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. Outlaw pooch kick and onside kick. Well, the onside kick, I'm a, I'm a fan of in the right spot. There have been some times when we haven't used it for
0: the right spot. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by CanTex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. An
2: hour from now, it's the end of the bench. And then uh, today at high noon, it's uh, the bottom line. And then this afternoon here on Double T 97.3, you'll hear uh, Tech Talk with Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson. Uh, end of the bench on 100.7. The score, of course, along with the bottom line. Uh, we get this question. It's uh, coaching related. Um, Chuck, do you really think Tech has called Billy Donovan because I haven't seen his name in the rumor mill here at Texas Tech my, my understanding is he or his people reached out okay, that's the word that was used to me reached out Um, I th- my understanding is there's been a conversation but I don't have that confirmed by the people that were actually on the blower to do that or on the Zoom call or if they were face to face with him by by hook or by crook, okay. But that's that's. But I also have seen. I think we've seen that Texas is also interested in him. Um, you you have to wonder. You know, with regard to Texas, have they done a deal with Rodney Terry? Are they going to do a deal with him? Does he have to win it all? Does he have to get to the Final Four? Is the Sweet Sixteen enough? Do they not want to distract this team right now? I think probably yes to all those questions right or do they just say hey you did a really nice job for us we really really appreciate it here's a nice check for you as a parting gift and uh, good luck to you but we're going in this direction could be that Could be that as well mm-hmm. because I mean you still have a bunch of guys on that staff that are all there that either were here or were brought there by Chris Beard the other thing I heard last night, and this is kind of crazy because I don't know what the dynamic is, um, but that Al Pinkins could still be here when it's all said and done.
3: Okay. So no that might depend
2: on who the head coach is.
3: Well, you would think so.
2: Right? Yeah. But that thats that's not out of the realm. Okay. Okay. That's not out of the realm that he would elect to remain in Lubbock.
3: So Beard's holding a spot for him if he wants to come? I
2: I I I don't I don't know if they've gotten the business cards printed for Al Pinkins, whatever his title's gonna be, assistant coach, associate head coach, whatever it is, um with uh, Ole Miss. So I mean, that's happened before where these assistant coaches, you know, they until they signed, sealed, and delivered, I mean, they're kind of mercenaries to a degree. Mm-hmm. So, again, not totally out of the realm of possibility. Um, and while
1: good. we would not want Pinkins on staff, the new coach might not either.
2: Yeah, but he also is, might recognize that this is.
1: I'm just saying, sure. like, oh no, absolutely, we don't want to just hire him for the assistant staff if the new no, head coach no, doesn't no, want. No, no, no,
2: you can't, you can't do that. You have, right. the, the head coach has to make his own decisions on that. You can't, you can't say to the head coach, "Here's your staff, here's your chief staff, here's your blah 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 blah. Yeah, your strength and conditioning, all those, all those things." Uh, I've seen a number of people uh, writing in about. I said number a few of you about the Lady Raiders having to play in Fayetteville. Let me just address that just for a second. Uh, Scott from Lubbock says, we have to play in Fayetteville because they got more fans last night. Super frustrating. Krista and Tech did a horrible job of getting students out. That's incorrect. Um, First off,
3: how is it the head coach's problem? It's it's not the head coach's
2: fault. He says, Chris Beard would have gone to the student union with players. Okay, well, you can't do that on game day. All right. And the other thing is, I I believe I'm right on this. I'm 99% certain on this that the, if the students who've swiped, they got a, a voucher to go to the concession stand. And so they made that known to the students. There were a few more students there last night. But frankly, for these Lady Raider games, unless there's been a real point of emphasis, like the football team's coming or you have a, another game to follow or you make it part of the, hey, if you attend this game, then this helps you get into the Texas game or the Kansas game or whatever. As a student, you get the early in you've never really had a significantly large, which I would say filling up the South end zone with students. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought you had a really nice crowd last night. Uh, I think they were disappointed. I think they were hoping to be above 5,000 last night. But my, my other understanding is, is that attendance and money wasn't the total deciding factor as to why Arkansas got to host or gets to host on Friday night. That, that, And again, I blame this on the WNIT because they don't post the seeding, so we don't know. But again, from my understanding is Arkansas was the higher seed. And so as a result of that, that's one of the... But I also know this, that Tech turned in a bid uh, right after shoot-around last night or yesterday at 2 o'clock to try to counter the Arkansas bid. But for, for whatever reason, at the end of the day, they chose Arkansas to host... And that doesn't mean that you can't host the next round because <laughs> there is that possibility that you could host the next round. So here's how it works at this point. Uh, Tech and Arkansas will play Friday night. And I'm not sure when this game is or even where it's where it's landed between Nebraska and KU. But, you know, if if Nebraska wins, high possibility that you could be hosting a game on Monday night. Now the other problem that they have is they have a Toby Mac concert this weekend, so Friday they're going to. It's like Sunday, so you you could host a game on Monday if you beat Arkansas on Friday. Okay. Okay. So that's still that's still a possibility. Or you could end up in Lawrence, or you could end up in Lincoln, Nebraska. But but now really all you have to worry about right now is you got to worry about Arkansas because none of that matters if you don't beat Arkansas on Friday night.
3: Is the championship game played?
2: Campus sites.
3: Campus sites. Yeah. All the way
2: through. All the way through. Okay. And and, I, and look, I remember when the men's NIT, when it didn't have a bracket, okay? It was just like this random kind of like, truly, whoever had the best attendance was going to get to host a game back in the day. And back in the day, was, in, my, in my mind, it wasn't that long ago. It's like... The NIT, where's the NIT? Yeah, they don't have one. For the longest time, they didn't have a bracket. That's weird. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't remember that. That's, I that, do not remember that. That's but. my recollection of that. So, anyway, I, I look. Uh, I, I think that's hard to blame the students. Uh, the other thing is, so you look at last night and go, "Okay, it's a Monday night. It's first day back in school. It's coming off a of spring break." People are trying to get back into their routines. I, I get it. I get the whole deal. Was
3: well, the crowd less than the first NIT game?
2: Slightly slightly more than last Thursday. Slightly more. But I think they were hoping to maybe kind of prove a point to kind of put them over the edge to be able to host. Mm, okay. Okay. I mean, you're better. You're better at home. And, and virtually everybody is. Most everybody is. Yeah, yeah, most everybody is. So at some point in time, you're going to – look, I mean – with each round, you're going to play a little bit better team. I mean, you. I thought going into last night's game that I felt better about it than the UTEP game. But the thing that I was concerned about was SMU's defense, how they don't foul, how they keep people off the free throw line, all the things that you need in order to win, but you're able to do that. It's good. Okay. So Arkansas, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously Power Five Conference. So you got to go. At some point in time, you got to, you got to beat teams that are maybe slightly better than you. And I'm not saying that they are because I've not done any work on Arkansas yet. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll have a better idea for you later in the week. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of ninety 973 podcasts at dot 973com